Here we go. Thank you for stepping into the coach's box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined today by Coach K, Coach Murph, and Coach J. Got a great show ahead for everyone today. And how's everyone doing out there? How was your weeks? I'm doing good, man. I'm. Uh, it's been a chill week. I've been off all week. So I've just been at home doing the whole dad thing. Must be nice. Yeah. Must be. That's yeah. good job. Yeah. <laughs> It is a job too, but you know, she thankfully my my kid ain't a demon. <laughs> so, she, she's pretty she's like she's busy, but she's chill. Like she likes, you know, she'll go off and just play by herself and stuff like that and you know, have fun. So I'm just like, you know, it's kind of chill. Yeah. yeah. I've I feel a good week. I, I feel like I've been in a weird mood this week. Um uh, like I, I actually wore my Ohio State jersey um, to work today, and somebody looked at me and said "OH," and I just looked at him and just kept working. <laughs> like I didn't even say the "IO." <laughs> I mean, that's how they make us feel this year, man. I know, yeah, Jeez. yeah, yep. Well, yeah. Like "IO," <laughs> uh, no, nothing, no, no response. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Your supervisor will pull you in the office like, uh, so can you about employee morale here at the office? <laughs> right, right. <Yeah. laughs> it's more to shirt, so I didn't have to dress up. <laughs> so, Jay, what's good with you, man? How was your week? Man, it was good. I'm excited for uh, – I'm, I'm more excited about NFL, if anything. Week four has begun. Um, what a great start off yesterday, just seeing the young QBs go at it. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Yeah, that Jamar Chase is no joke, man. He's looking really yeah. good. Really good. Got him on my fantasy league, man. He's doing numbers. Yeah. I made the mistake of mentioning catch. him last week and I lost. So, you know. <laughs> man. Uh, so we're going to get right into it. So Coach K, uh, welcome back. It, it, our, our segment here for Coach K is called WTF. You know, so sometimes things that just happen out there, they get under your skin, they get on your nerves, you scratch your head, and you're just like, WTF. So who, who's, who's under your skin this week, Coach K? Man, I hate to do this because he's probably – he's one of my favorite players uh, in the game right now. It's fun to watch, super fun to watch. But, you know, I actually wrote a – I started to write a letter because I think that could best express how I felt. No, so you know, uh, dear Patrick Mahomes, as a as a fellow member of the light skinned community, only a few of us can relate. Yeah, I know. Yeah, only a few of us. Like, oh, sorry, man. Can sorry. you include? Can you include me and Coach Jay, please? <laughs> right, caramel, the caramel crew. <laughs> I'll approach you from the black community as a member of the black community. <laughs> WTF. Come on, man. Like, man, I'm, I can't, you know, you can't blame the loss just on him, but like, I look to him as, as the leader of the team that no look, that no look pass interception, like, I don't know, like coming off, coming off that loss to Baltimore, I feel like, this was definitely a game that they needed to win. Now they're one, they're one and two, mm. and they haven't started off like this 
you know, in a while. Um, and I, I don't know, like after after that, after the Super Bowl performance, like I, I was expecting them to come out and just like just dominate. But I mean, that hasn't been the case. Obviously, a lot of teams gotten better, but I feel like Mahomes like that improve uh, performance can definitely needs to improve. I'm, I'm sure it will. But I don't know, just like even his stats over the past past three games. I mean, it's QBR 64.6. Uh, completion percentage is 61.4 compared to where it's been like typically like high 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, just yeah, that untimely just, just, not the, yeah, j- just not the Patrick Mahomes I'm used to seeing. So, Patrick, just Patty, just Patty, yeah, Patty, Patty, come on, Patty, let's Patty, my homeboy, let's get it going. That's all I got to say. I, if there's anyone that could flip the script very quick, it's Patrick. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just – we were talking about it in our group chat, and, and Coach Natty T was throwing it out there too. It's like we have to hold him accountable just like we do anyone else. And sometimes okay. the media lets him slide by with stuff, but it's like you're throwing interceptions at critical moments of the game. That is, That is, you know – not helping your team win is really, you know, influencing some of the losses there, though their defense is yeah. But still, like, you, you're in position to win the game. The ball is your, in your hands. We expect you to make the right decisions, make the okay. right play. So, yeah. I, I, I agree. I think, I think maybe a little bit could come off of his – the pressure could be off of his shoulders only because the loss against the Ravens, they should have won that game. That fumble yeah, came sure. from the running back. So, okay, technically he won. Well, no, he didn't win, but it wasn't his fault for 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 week for week two's loss against the Ravens. This past week, yeah, the no look pass. I, I I wonder if it's the same pass that he threw that you're talking about, where it was tipped off one of his his receivers' hands, and that was an interception. Would you say that's his fault? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I thought the ball went to his hands. If that's the pass you're talking about, but I think more so, yes. WTF, Pat, but I would say WTF, AFC West. Like, whoa, all of y'all, for real. You see the Raiders, what's going to happen? The the whole conference, the division looks crazy. It's strange seeing Chiefs at the bottom. Like, that's – Yeah. I would never picture that. Like, like, if somebody told me that before it started, I'm like, are you crazy? Have you seen the West? (laughs) (laughs) Whoever yeah. bet on that, they're making money, bet. <laughs> yeah, the, right. not not me. <laughs> I, tell you that. I, lost, <laughs> I lost money twice, two weeks in a row because of the Chiefs, man. Sheesh. So, you know, it is what it is, though. That defense is tragic, though. They got to fix that. Oh, like, who, like, how do you lose two games in a row and then y'all want to be in frantic mode and be like, oh, I got an idea. Let's get Josh Gordon. <laughs> what sense does that make? <laughs> like, and what offense is not y'all's problem? <laughs> nope. Side of the ball, y'all. Nope. Exactly. Like I, like come on, and everybody. I love Andy Reid. You, mm. you know your team. Oh. You know your team. You know you. You don't need any more offense. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Coach K said, "I'm <laughs> done. I'm out. I'm done." No. No, that's that's well said. No, we and, and you know he's he's getting off to a rough start. You know, turning the ball over. His team is turning the ball over in general. 
Uh, defense yeah. is points. But, like, you know, Denver has had a, a softer schedule, but still looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Raiders, have, yeah, the Raiders just came out of nowhere this year. But oh, they, yeah, absolutely. They've been the doormat of the AFC West for a while. And yeah, they've been able to put together some wins against quality teams, which is very impressive. Uh, so. Uh, Honestly, even the even the uh, AFC North is kind of crazy because isn't the the Bengals at the top or the, they're the North, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's another crazy one. Like I'm like, you got Bengals. I definitely didn't see that one come out. Like in my mind, I mean, I thought it would be Browns, Ravens, Steelers, then um, going into the season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, number one, that's kind of crazy. I love it's, that. Yeah. It's, it's nice to see, though, I mean, because, you know, the Bengals have been in obscurity since, like, Andy they Dalton. almost, yeah, well. Well, before <laughs> then, but, like. I was going to say, yeah, since, um, like, Carson Palmer, um, like, his last good year, hmm. I don't count, I don't count any Andy Dalton. Well, you didn't like the playoff appearances and that's it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, man, I can get you there. That's all I got. Right. Just to the doorstep. (laughs) Now he's not even at the doorstep. Yeah, he in the front yard somewhere. Like, backyard. (laughs) Get to the doorstep. Backyard where you can't be seen with the big privacy fence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's been been a crazy football season. And and crazy on on the terms of uh, betting, man. So, like, our next segment here. Coach Money Making Murph. Hey, <laughs> I like that. You like yeah, that? I'm going to add that. Hey, man, update no. y'all's contacts. <laughs> you need a bookie? Bookie, yeah. Like, you, you come out three, yeah. you know, three straight weeks. Mm-hmm. You're 3-0 and there as far as ending up on the positive side of things. And so, you know, talk to us about – um, what happened last week, and what are you looking to um, to bet on for uh, this weekend? All right, so I did have a, a nice little come up this weekend. It could have been better, so it was, it was bittersweet. So <clears throat> I won over uh, eleven hundred dollars this past weekend. Uh, my okay. biggest my biggest hit was a was pretty much majority of it was nine hundred and like ninety. Where was it? Nine hundred and ninety-six, and then an, another separate ticket. I won like one twenty-six, but this big one, um, I bet on the Raiders winning, Packers winning, Falcons, Colts, or not Colts, but uh, Tennessee winning by at least five and a half, and I believe they won by six. Yeah. So like, I I got lucky there. And then uh, the Browns beating the Bears. So <clears throat> that was a $50 wager, came out with 996 Um, And then the other smaller one, well, I don't know about that one. It's not, it's, a lot of it is the same stuff. But one of the uh, ones that I missed out on, I had a, it was a $100 bet, but it was, it was a free bet, like it was a promo. Um, and I, it was an eight-pick bet. It was seven or eight, and I got everything right except for one thing. I said that the Raiders will win by at least four points, and they won by three. Oh! So, 
so that was a, a nice little gut shot. Um, but thankfully, during that Packers game, Rodgers was able to put a little drive together and win what with the clock expiring. Because if he didn't do that, I wouldn't win anything this weekend. So uh, this week, uh, I feel like there's a lot of good upsets uh, out there in terms of uh, point odds. Uh, and the money line is like a game that I'm really liking is Falcons versus uh, Washington. The Falcons are an underdog, but I like how they're starting to incorporate uh, Cordero Patterson in their offense, and they're looking a lot more efficient there. <clears throat> and then plus, like, I feel like there's going to hit a point where Taylor Heineke just isn't, you know. And, like, I'm trusting – I trust Matt Ryan more than Taylor Heineke in this game. Uh, another underdog <clears throat> I would consider looking into is um, the Lions. They have been bad, but if Justin Fields start in it being his second start and seeing how they play call last week, I, I'm liking Jared Goff getting the, the Lions' first W. Plus, these past couple of weeks, they've – Starting, they're starting to pick up a little bit of steam. They're starting to look stronger and stronger. So um, I can see them coming out of that game. And also, lastly, uh, the Colts versus the Dolphins. Uh, Colts are the underdogs, but uh, I'm not too sold on Jacoby. And um, the Colts are just a better team all down to me. So. Those are some things that y'all should look into, and that's all I got for y'all. Nice, nice. I like those. Those are pretty good. I I, I could see like those painting out. I think you yeah. you're, you're on to something there. The Lions gave the Ravens everything they had last yeah. week, and if it wasn't for Justin Tucker's ridiculous kick, that game would have went a different way. Yeah. Uh, and Atlanta. You know, they, you know, they have struggled. They struggled for the last few years. But for them to um, – when they play Tampa Bay, for them to put that many points up on Tampa Bay's defense, I mm -hmm. thought was impressive. Like, you know, it's like I knew they're not going to win the game, but the fact that it was closer than what a lot of people thought and they were able to score, I'm like, okay, well, that should translate well and give them confidence against some of the lesser uh, quality opponents. Yeah, and plus, honestly, if I'm any anybody at the moment – Whoever is in the NFC East, I don't care who they play. If they're if they're an underdog against the NFC East team outside of the Cowboys, that's a hit or miss. Um, I'm I'm taking that other team. Like I don't see Philly, like unless if they're playing like you know the Jets. Like I'm not gonna be that ridiculous. But like nine times out of ten, whatever team is facing an NFC East team, if for some reason they want to put them as an underdog against them, I'm taking I'm taking the underdog. Gotcha, gotcha. Good stuff, Coach Murr. Let's see if you can make it four for four. And hopefully get some bread for your boy because I'm over here to start doing. No, but um, uh, Coach Pace couldn't be with us today, uh, but he did submit his hot seat picks for the week. And uh, he might put together a little video for y'all that's going to be on our IG page. So, you know, if you're not following us already, follow us at Seabox Podcast on Instagram. Check us out there. His two picks are Matt Nagy. Because, and he was really upset at Matt Nagy. And, and so I can't 
I can't replicate the passion of Coach <laughs> when he's saying it. But to paraphrase what he was saying is that he's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer and he's being trash right now. How can you be a quarterback whisperer and produce that type of performance with Justin Fields? Uh, you know, you're known for your offensive mind, but then you have your quarterback out there, the future of your franchise getting blasted. And mostly blasted by one man, Miles Garrett. Like you could yeah, the, the person you're supposed to game plan for. Yeah. <laughs> like, like now that guy just let him in. You gotta at least get, you know, two chips on Miles Garrett. You know, whoever he's up against is going to need a little bit of help. Even if it's just a little chip before they go to their route, whether it's a back, a tight end, somebody. And Justin Fields didn't even have any, hardly any time at all to do anything to get any type of rhythm. So I, that yeah, was, I definitely, that, I definitely that. I felt bad for Justin every time he got ready to snap the ball. If it wasn't a handoff, I was like, oh. <laughs> it was, it was terrible coaching too. They didn't allow him to adjust. There was the same game plan. I can't remember what defensive was it. Was it Garrett Miles Garrett who literally said, "Oh yeah, the the the." The Bears made it easy for us to know what their game plan was and that they didn't adjust. It was even easier for us to just engulf them. And that's literally what happened. I think this really, if, if we were going to do another hot seat, <laughs> Matt, his butt should be on fire, third degree burn. Like, you can't <laughs> not coach <laughs> and adjust. Third Come on, man. It was, yeah, like, it was it, terrible. It, it was sad to watch because it's one of those things like, like there is – Sometimes my mind just goes there, but I'm just like, y'all are, I feel like it's like sabotage-esque. Like you're trying to prove yes. a point of like, hey, we started Andy Dawn for this reason. And it's like, no, y'all started them to save yourselves. And then y'all trying to show by a poor performance by fields. That's mainly y'all fault mm -hmm. to say like, oh no, see, this is why. Like that's how I'm starting to feel. And I, I mean, I talked about it earlier before we started the podcast, but that's like how I feel how Philly is doing Jalen Hurts with their poor play calling. Mm -hmm. And now everybody's looking at Hurts all crazy, like, oh, because people weren't sold on him coming in last year, then saw what he did to the Falcons, and everybody's like, that's the guy. Jersey jersey sales skyrocket 500% that week. Everybody's on him, then a couple of bad games. Due to me, I'm saying it's play calling. Like, you have a, a rusher in Miles Sanders that averages four yards a pop, against Dallas, his first carry was for 24 yards, and then he only touches the ball for one more carry after that. What sense does that make? Yeah. yeah. And y'all have him throw, like, 40-plus times, it's like, and yeah. run nine. And it's like, for for Fields' case, it's like, where are the, the easy throws to get your quarterback into a rhythm, right? Like, yes. you have to be able to game plan in a way that, yeah, do you want to win the game? Of course you do. But mm -hmm. do you, if you really want to see what your the future of your franchise has, you have to – you can't scale far too far back. And that's, that's exactly, exactly it. Because I look at, you know, Montgomery being a piece is like, if he's a back that can catch the ball at the backfield, that's an easy throw for Fields to make. That's the easy read. Everything should have a security blanket attached to it, right? Whether it's Cole Komet, whether it's, it's – uh, Montgomery, whether it's Allen Robinson on like screen, wide receiver screen and stuff like that. I know he did mess up the one screen pass and he threw it out the offensive lineman's backside. I was like, I don't know what happened. 
there. Field and he was he was scared to get hit again. <laughs> <laughs> he was already traumatized by that time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all I gotta say is Nick Foles, start warming that arm up because the way they call in these games, you about to be in real soon. Real soon. Real soon. <laughs> Coach Pace's second uh, hot seat person is Urban Oscar Meyer. And <laughs> said that um, he's looking real suspect right now as a head coach. Owen, you know, Owen four. And he he had a chance to win last night. And, and then just the way that they closed the game last night was not indicative of a team um, that you thought think would be coached by Urban Meyer, right? You know, because you put him on such a high pedestal and now he's in the NFL and you see like, oh, okay, the Jags are, you know, the Bengals are going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they couldn't close the deal. They couldn't close the deal. So Urban Meyer was his second. I understand where he's coming from, but I mean, oh, and four, like, yeah, you should have won that game. Uh, The I'm not putting too much onus on their first game against the Texans because, like, yeah, the Texans aren't that good. But, like, they're, it was his first game starting at, like, Trevor Lawrence in the same first uh, game for Urban Meyer at the NFL level as a head coach. So I'm like, I can't put too much on that. But in between, you got the Broncos and the Cardinals. I mean, you're not beating them. Like nobody saw y'all winning those games. Like the other two, look were deemed winnable. Uh, if you just in terms of matchup, and then last uh, last night, just how the game went. But like you, I really can't blame them too much for being zero and four. I have to agree. I have to agree with the allergies that comes from Coach K. There, um, <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think that this. This was a step forward, if anything. Um, there was no way. I I personally don't see Jacksonville winning against game one against the Texans when they were doing their thing. Against the Broncos, who are a sneaky, undefeated team, even though they've had easy teams to beat. And then, and no way, they beat the Cardinals. So this was a game where they maybe were contenders, but they were still underdogs. And I think this was a step forward, believe it or not. Neither one of the quarterbacks threw interceptions. Um, they had a run game working out. They had the passing game. And, you know, uh, they wind up losing um, Chark in that game. But I think Trevor, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say this is a bad game for him. This is a good game. And I would expect, I honestly do expect the Jags to probably only walk away with maybe one win this season. So I think this was good, if anything. <laughs> Yeah, they're still figuring everything out. Just give us some time. I, mean, I don't know. Me personally, I don't. I don't care about the Jaguars. I don't care if they win. I don't care if they lose. Just don't care. And and, and like I have nothing against Urban Meyer. Yeah. I personally think he's going to go back to college football. I have a feeling too. Actually, I think this is a, a nice little. I might this might be retirement for the real for real this time for the fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> and he just wanted, you know, uh Brett Favre was his idol growing up. So mm-hmm. you, you know you gotta you gotta sell it. Right. That, that says it all. 
Yeah, it, it, it was a step in the right direction for the Jacksonville running game, for sure. You know, they look good. Yeah. James Robinson got me touchdowns yesterday for the fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You started him, right? <laughs> I started him because he was on the bench last week. Uh, he, he did get in the end zone once last week. He uh, did good last week, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to play him. And let's see if he can get momentum. And, and, and he looked good. He looked good yesterday. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was pleased about that. Marvin Jones Jr. let me down though because <laughs> the ball. that was horrible. Yeah, that was horrible. That was really bad. But uh, speaking of fantasy, we're gonna go over our start, sit, and sleeper. Uh, so my start is going to be um, Odell Beckham Jr. against the Minnesota Vikings this week. <laughs> okay, so I know he's only had one game under his belt, but I look at um, Minnesota as an extremely vulnerable team in the passing game. And and though the bread and butter of the Browns is to run the ball, I think that's going to open up some opportunities because the Vikings already struggle guarding the pass, you know, defending the pass. And now they're going to have to put maybe an extra man in the box to stop that running game because Mm -hmm. this is not the Minnesota Vikings defense that we saw maybe five years ago, right? That was excellent at run defense and has has some decent, you know, back seven. This is not that team. So mm-hmm. I think OBJ's going to have a big game. Uh, sit all Giants ride receivers versus New Orleans. Okay. Just don't even – just just don't. Just don't. Just don't. <laughs> Coach Jay was about to tell you to start Danny Dimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get around to my point. I'll get around to I just see, you know, that offense has not been able to get off really at all. A little bit against Washington, but I think New Orleans defense is just another level. Uh, And so they're going to be looking to shut down the Giants. And then Sleeper, he's still a sleeper in a lot of people's leagues because I'm in in several leagues and I'm seeing Mike Williams on people's benches. And I don't know why he's on the bench. And you know why he's not in our league? Because he got drafted by a smart, smart, owner <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so coach Merman, you have him too don't you coach jay you have him i don't but i'm a fan of mike williams oh, okay you're a fan of mike yeah 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 then yeah. lighting it up i know in the nfl fantasy league uh app he is the number two wide receiver so far mm-hmm. through the first three weeks of the season so that that if you're still sleeping on Mike Williams, stop. Wake up and put him in. Wake your up. Mind. All right. So, Coach Jay, who do you have as your start sit sleeper? Yeah, man. So I'm gonna start off with. I know y'all making fun of my giant situation here. I'm gonna start off with my sit though. It is a giant. You said sit all the the wide receivers, Coach JP3. <clears throat> I'm gonna add to that. If you drafted this guy as your first draft, I'm sorry, but you're gonna need to bench this dude. And that's Saquon Barkley. So you might as well sit everybody. Everybody. Even Danny Dimes. I'm sorry, I got to say it. There's no way they're going to run through the Saints defense. This is one of the best defenses out there this year. You're not going to have a solid passing game. And you're probably, if you're a Giants uh, fan or a player, you're likely going to be trying to play catch-up. So there's no reason for you to be running the ball either. I would sit your first draft pick. I'm sorry if you drafted him. <laughs> but I would sit Saquon Barkley. Um, if I'm going to start somebody, I'm on a bandwagon, and it's for another quarterback, uh-huh. and his name is Kirk Cousins. I ain't crazy, oh, y'all. My God. Kirk Cousins. 
Do y'all know that this cat, yes. Okay. Kurt has not showed up in the past, but he has shown up this year. Y'all know that this guy is, what is he? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's the eighth best quarterback this year. I don't know. He has the most, the eighth most pass yards. He's got eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. We're talking about a bump. Y'all ask, where's this bump coming from? This is it. This is it right now. It's happening. And he's playing against a team that I think that he will have a decent game against. He's going against the Browns. They're tough. But I think that he's still going to show that this is no fluke, that this wasn't Stefan Diggs and, and Adam Thielen and K.J. Osborne. I think he's going to have a great game. And I think his tight end is going to have a good game this week, too. I keep hearing whispers about that. Okay. And then my sleeper, all right, my sleeper, and I got this guy on my fantasy team. I think that the Falcons have unlocked the C. Patterson player. C.J., or C., what's his name? Cordell Patterson. C. Mm. Pat is what they call him for short. He's kind of your running back, wide receiver, whatever, you know, Swiss Army knife type player, but he's actually productive. He is useful in the air. He's useful in the ground. Um, he scores the most points as a wide receiver or running back on their team. And until they figure out how to unlock Kyle Pitts or uh, Calvin Ridley, I don't know. If they if they figure out that, the rest of the offense is great. But for now, Cordell seems to be the sleeper that I would probably just slide in the flex spot if I were you. All right. Fair enough. Coach Murph, who you got for us? I – they start Roby Anderson. He hasn't uh, since. Uh, <laughs> so since week one, he really hadn't put up points in fantasy like that outside of that 57 yard touchdown he scored. But if you unless if you know haven't been paying attention to the game of football, Trayvon Diggs is looking pretty good as a corner. And I feel like. Uh, DJ Moore may have his hands full. You have no CMC, so I don't see them dumping it in the backfield or looking for him. And Roby Anderson also used to play with Sam Bradford back with the Jets, so they do have some type of chemistry. So I would say start him. He might be a solid number two or flex because also as a whole, Dallas's defense isn't all of that. Uh, I just think they – People are kind of getting more sold on them because of the comeback against the Chargers and then what they did to Philly. But as a Philly fan, Philly is not good. So I wouldn't hold too much on that. Um, sleeper. no reason. Nick Westbrook Ian. However you pronounce it. Do any of y'all know who that is? Oh, is he a wide receiver? Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows who he is for real. But he – is one of <laughs> Ryan Tannehill's favorite targets outside of Julio and A.J. Brown because they both are out because of hamstring injury. Yeah, so true. that means he's going to be working with his third, fourth, and maybe fifth stringer in Derrick Henry against the Jets. Jets isn't that good, but I feel like they're going to focus more so on stacking the box to stop Henry, and that's why Henry is a part of my sit. I know everybody's Ooh. just like, oh, yeah, exactly. I know wow. that's what I'm going to get. But, like, but hear me out. <clears throat> the Jets defense are bad, but the two or the three teams they've played are 
fairly balanced team. So you had uh, they played the Panthers, they played the Patriots, and yep. they played the Broncos. Yep. So now that you know that Ryan Tannehill is without his top two receivers, of course they, they already rely on Henry already, but they're going to be like, hey, let's force him to pass the ball to these third, fourth, and fifth stringers instead instead of dealing with Henry all game or giving him the possibility to beat us because he could by himself. So that's what I think he should be said. He he might still put up numbers, but I wouldn't view him more so of that number one as you typically do. Okay. That's a sleeper. That's good. That's deep in the, in the woods there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking to see uh, if he's available in some of the leagues here. <laughs> <laughs> Man. You know, there's Yo, another guy on the on the on the Titans there that has kind of snuck up with a sleeper too. Uh, Chester <laughs> Rogers, if you're really going deep in the league, yeah. um, he had a pretty good start for the past three weeks as far as getting targets um, over. Uh, I don't know if he's getting more than AJ, but I definitely think he's getting more than Julio. Um, Chester's another sleeper there that's on that same squad, and he yeah. gets returns. Yeah, so they'll they'll probably be like honestly, I think they'll be the the number one, number two going into the game is Chester. Yeah. And, so yeah. And I believe one one of those games, Chester got like nine targets. So he he is a, yeah. So, yeah. Beautiful. I think it gets Seattle. Yeah, and that yeah, yeah. Yeah, five targets in Seattle. Oh, oh five. five. But he also had a hundred and thirty uh, return yards. Uh-huh right there hey, can i say something real quick <laughs> uh, I, when, when kurt they like when kurt cousins or matt ryan's names comes up i have to get up and walk away. <laughs> uh, uh, that so coach jay don't believe it it's a red herring i'm telling you i'm just stating the stats man i'm just stating the stats listen as soon as <laughs> As soon as he said Kurt's name, I just started reading this box product description. And so he said it. I was just like, I started reading I like QR codes, barcodes. Y'all can tune me out. That is perfectly fine. You can do the la, la, la. I don't hear you. That's perfectly oh, fine. Man, I'm, just, I'm, I'm looking out for your safety. I'm looking out for my safety. I'm looking out for you, Coach Jay. It's not good listen, for your health. Listen, man. Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Pat Mahomes has more turnovers right now than Kirk Cousins. And okay. Tom Brady <laughs> has more turnovers. Kirk Wait, Cousins man. has more touchdowns than Kyler Murray, than Russell Wilson, than Josh Allen. Wait, 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 Does he have more touchdowns or just more passing touchdowns than Kyler Murray? Because he has ran in like three or four. Okay. Passing touchdowns. Okay. But that's only one player. You still got Josh okay. Allen. You still got Russell Wilson. You still got Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert. You got I understand that. He has, he he has better numbers, he but just we're, hot. we're talking about fantasy. And last time I checked, one thing that he doesn't have more than is points. <laughs> he doesn't it's, have it's points. <laughs> so it's points. We'll let we'll let Coach K. I'll do my research. 
we'll let Coach K do his step, his his, his section. I I have a feeling. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna have a. Um, Kirk Cousins probably gonna be on my be on my segment next week. You just put him on first class, Coach Jay. That's on you. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we're good <laughs> on this yep. We got several good matchups this weekend, but one is going to rule them all. It's all people have been talking about. I'm sure you're exhausted of hearing about it, but for those of you that didn't know, the Patriots and the Bucks are playing this week. You know, this uh this weekend. So I a lot of the questions that I think that many of the sports shows talk about are stupid questions, you know. So we tried to pick a more intelligent question to ask about this game. And it's what would a win against Brady mean for Bill Belichick's legacy? I think the question of whose legacy uh, would benefit the most from it really doesn't is a mute point because the Bucks won the Super Bowl last year. I think that kind of just killed all of that. So I think Tom Brady already has, you know, the, the biggest laugh right now. So we're going to talk about what would this do for Bill Belichick if he was able to pull off this upset, though. So Coach Jay, um, talk talk to us about what would this mean for, uh, for Coach Belichick if they were to somehow pull off this upset? Uh, somehow. I like how you put it that way. Um, you know what? I don't think either guy has much to lose um i i don't i honestly think that the media is really hyping this thing up it's it's just going to be a come beat up the patriots kind of game if anything Belichick will walk away with a surprise win surprise victory oh wow we did not expect that how did they shut down the bucks defense that's pretty much what you're going to get but that's not going to rewrite the script that TB is the GOAT and he doesn't need Belichick. That doesn't, that doesn't unravel that. That's still as real as could be. This is no, I've heard of this being like Super Bowl 2.0 or whatever, 1.2. Nah, it's not. I, I, I have the anticipation that this is going to be uh, a bad game for the Patriots. Um, I don't think though that there will be bad blood. I think, Tom is going to come professional. He's going to be respectful. I would hope the same for Bilicek, but I don't think that this is going to be any kind of uh, major mind-blowing enlightenment for, for Belichick. And I think the same, honestly, for Tom Brady. We're going to get what we get. What it, I can't remember what coach it was. He used to coach for the Jets. He was like, they are what we thought they were, or something like that. That's literally what's going to happen. We're just going to see what we expect. So I don't think there'll be much um you know headlines to pronounce from this just media chirping yo i think that was uh dennis green denny green when he played uh, when he coached the cardinals and they lost to the bears i think it was a monday night football game the cardinals uh, them up and then all of a sudden the bears came back and won the game he says they were mm -hmm. who we thought they were we let them uh -huh. off the yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I watched that press conference when it aired, and I laughed so yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's probably one of the realest yeah. things I've ever heard. It's just like, hey, what else can you say at that point? That's Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Like her days, you know? So, mm -hmm. uh, 
So Co- Coach K will go to you. Uh, what do you think a, a win against Brady would mean for Belichick's legacy? Man, well, you know, I mean, I think uh, opposite of what Coach K- Coach J was saying, I'm, I want all the heat, I want all the smoke, I want all the bad blood. <laughs> like, like you know that one, your one family member you've been waiting to say something to. For like Forty had to years wait to, had to wait till the now, next Thanksgiving. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna see you next week. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's not going to play out like that, but um, I, I don't know, like a win, a, a win, I don't know how much it really does anything for Belichick if he does, if he can somehow find a way to win this game. Because I feel like, I feel like it's going to be a bloodbath, like being honest. Um, mm. I think. I think what would mean at what would actually mean more is like what he can do with the franchise. He can actually figure out a way to turn it around and actually win a championship uh, with with uh, with the Patriots without without Tom Brady. That would mean more to me. This this game, I think it's it's mostly like it's it's all the hype. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I mean I'm I'm watching it. I'm gonna look for. I'm watching it, but. You know, at the end of the day, like an upset, it's it's just an upset win. I think it's I think it's just something that more. I think I think it's something more. If Belichick could find a way to get it done, like he he would just want to do it just to get under Brady's skin. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha, Coach Murph. I say it. It what sucks is that if he pulls this win off. It does nothing for his legacy, but I have a completely different reason. And it's because that people won't allow it because they won't view it as, oh, Belichick kicked him out the door and won with Mac Jones because in actuality, like, okay, he beat him with a rookie, but this guy just came off a Super Bowl, whatever. Like, I think people care more so about Brady because of how he had to leave and also – because he plays the game as a player that there's more Brady apologists or people that care for Brady. So like if Belichick won, they're just like, okay. And he won a Super Bowl last year, but if he were to lose, they are going to drag that man. They're going to, because even if he like, also, even if he won, because if he won, they'll be like, Oh, well that AB's coming off of COVID Brady. Uh, he was emotional first game back after playing 20 years. But if Belichick loses that game, when he loses that game, cause I don't see them, <laughs> but they're about to drag him. Like, see, I told you he won the Super Bowl last year that he came into your house, beat you. So on and so forth. Like that's going to be the energy going towards Belichick versus if he wins. So I think it it harms his legacy, the turnout out of the game, more than if he won. Gotcha. Mm, ah, that's a good take. That's a good take. I like that. I like that. So another good take this week was – Oh, can I add one more thing? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Coach Jay. Here, unless you're – are you moving on? <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I got it. I was just going to add that it will be a, a win, I believe. It will be a win for Tampa. But I think – I think the one thing that might be overlooked is Belichick's signature defensive move, which is eliminate the stars of the opponent, mm. make sure that they are not a factor. I think that might be a thing in this game. Um, I, I, 
I think that the the Patriots defense just might make it a little bit more difficult. They won't win, but they they they've actually been pretty decent for these first three weeks. It's only three weeks, but they've they've got the second most interceptions. They've they're pretty high up as far as not allowing passing yards. So I think if you're taking away weapons, we already had this issue with Gronk. He's still kind of recovering. I don't know if he's playing or not, or um, if Antonio Brown has the COVID issue. That eliminates a little bit more of the weapons to Godwin and Evans. Maybe it, they have a little bit of an opportunity to take away some more weapons and make it more of a close battle. I just I, I'm thinking that might be a thing, but in the end, there's I feel like there's going to be a win for Tampa. Yeah, like I honestly I think the game is going to be a lot closer than people think. Like everybody has it being blowout, but I I think they could lose like under 10, maybe, maybe even a touchdown. I think it'll be like that close. Interesting. That's good. That's good. We shall see. Definitely going to be tuning in. All that. I'm going to say 30, 35, 17. 35, 17. That's, that's a number I'm hearing a lot. Yeah. Yeah, 35-17. I mean, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the outcome, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so one of the other things uh, we heard about this week that has me and a lot of others very excited is the Super Bowl lineup, Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Snoop Dogg, Eminem, you know, um, Jerry J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar. Like, mm-hmm. that is it, – it's, it's to the point where I'm like, you know what? I really don't care who goes to the Super Bowl because I'm I'm going to watch the halftime show regardless. Right. I just wanted to throw it out there to you know kind of hear you know what well, if you heard the news. They they need to do something after last year. That was just <laughs> that's exactly what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but they're making up for last year. Hey man, the like honestly, I I felt bad. Listen, I I didn't feel bad. I love the weekend, man. I, I love yeah. that album. I've seen him perform live. Yeah. So, but I was always skeptical when his name came out. I'm just like, okay, I understand. He's a great entertainer. He's a great performer. But I'm like, he doesn't have Super Bowl type music. Exactly. So I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me, but yeah. okay. So yeah, I have I'll, to agree. I'll, I'll say the same thing too because, like, I'm wondering how Kendrick Lamar is going to fit into this whole deal because I I don't really I don't know like I love he'll, Kendrick. He'll, he'll, do, weird. he'll do he'll do he'll do fine he'll do fine trust yeah, me. like because uh, like he he's someone else that I've seen a lot of people perform live I'm sorry love live yeah. music <laughs> seen him perform live but also he did perform at a halftime show I believe for a college. A uh, bowl game, so this isn't, and I seen that, and it was pretty good. It was either that or like a, no, I think it was. So he has performed in that, like, and that's not the Super Bowl, but I've seen him mm-hmm. perform his music at a sporting event, a big sporting event, at that, and it didn't seem out of place. Okay. So, but like yeah. them all together, that's going to be the interesting thing. Yeah, that's gonna be super interesting. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm here for it. Um, 
it would be interesting to see if they had like if they had like uh Puff Daddy in there too. <laughs> and guest appearance. Guest appearance. Guest appearance by 50 Cent. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. yeah. Just just as long as it's not the weekend, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, like all of them, like I don't, I don't want to ever see them at the Super Bowl ever. Yeah, I'm again. curious how they're gonna follow this one up. Yeah, I guess it depends on the location. It better be like New York or something, so I can <laughs> put something together. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Or you, y'all can go back to back to Atlanta. You know, they can put something together. But outside of that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead, Coach Jay. I know you were gonna say um, something. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I guess they gotta speak to all audiences. You know, so. The Maroon Five, or what was that? What was it? I can't remember the name of the the group. Whatever. Um, you mentioned some, some bad to us, some bad artists to put on this on the on the halftime stage. I guess we got to reach all audiences, and there's probably people out there that are like, "Oh man, I ain't checking out this Dr. Dre. Who wants to hear that?" You know. So maybe maybe that's the thing they got to you know not stay narrow to one group. I'll Dre special. Yeah, but I do think that that stage, though, you have to have stage presence. You have to be a performer and not just an artist. I think The Weeknd is an artist. I agree with you, Coach Murphy. He's, he's a great artist, makes good music, but that's when you're sitting down and just listening. But when you oh, got to sit down and watch, take everything oh. in, you can't be, you can't be uh, that. No, I, he's a great performer, but I'm saying oh. he's – for that stage, it's not, it wasn't fitting. Okay. Like his music and his performance, like his, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit the Super Bowl. Mm. Okay. Smaller stage. I thought it was, it was a bad move on their part that they created kind of this alternate world for the weekend during his performance, you know, so he's going, so, but, so you didn't recognize it as a field. Right. It was just kind of like we're going to go into this shiny little tunnel yeah. where all these colors and people wearing masks and all that kind of stuff. So it took away from it actually being a Super Bowl live performance. Right. You know, it took away mm-hmm. from that atmosphere, I-, I felt. And I know he did like the latter half on it, but by then I think the damage was done. And it's just like I, it was hard for us to connect that because the first part was so disconnected from the actual environment. Yeah. Like yeah. you would go into that. It was like, you, I just knew, I was just like, you have to be a, a The weekend fan to understand everything that g- goes on. But the best thing for the Super Bowl is, one, you have to have not his type music. <laughs> and <laughs> two, you just have to simplify things. Yeah, exactly. Like, all the simpler performances were the better ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to have bangers, too. Like, Justin Timberlake... All them songs, bangers, man. Also, yeah. also, put him on the list. He performed <laughs> at in Minnesota, where the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Just <laughs> you gotta say, always that too. Yeah. Win for the Eagles. I, yeah, I was not a fan of the JT performance. So I was kind of let down by that. What? Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did he have a? Did he have a segment? Yeah, and they, they and they and they turned they zoomed out of the stadium and they uh, had Prince's logo in purple outside on the street. 
I thought that was excellent. Exactly. I'm just, like, come on, man. Uh, you're on the hot seat easy. next week for that statement. I can take it. I can take it. I've been, you know how many times? This isn't the first time I've been on the hot seat. <laughs> you got a hot seat at home. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it, like, um, some of it okay, but you mentioned Coach K, you mentioned um, Lady Gaga. Like, I – it wasn't the performance that I didn't like. It was just the Super Bowl in general. Like, so, you know, everybody know that was the Patriots-Falcons Super Bowl. And when Lady Gaga jumped off the stage, we never saw her again, and neither did we see the Falcons. Oh, I, <laughs> I was, I was, they, must they, have, they went with Lady Gaga. Wherever you. she went, they went with her. They jumped with her. Yeah, I was like, that was traumatizing. <laughs> I don't know. Like something about that, like when when Brady got that touchdown right before halftime, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, man, they really about to make this comeback, ain't they? And like I left, I left like, you know, like a little bit before halftime was over. And I'm like driving home and I'm like, man. And I get home, I'm like, <sighs> I don't know, man. Like Maddie. Maddie Dry Ice Ryan, bro, is 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 undoubtedly like uh, I, there's no explanation for that. No explanation. Mm. No, the coaching staff horrible. The 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 game. And, and, yeah, and he and uh yeah, Shanahan still has some explaining to do for the. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> you just not gonna run the ball the whole time. You just gonna just oh, no. run around. And let let let's keep time on the clock for Brady for four straight possessions. Like, come on. Like, mm -hmm. Anyway, anyway, bro, I was <laughs> that. Yeah, that's why whenever his name comes up, yeah, yeah, let's 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 go. Man, I I never. I was sitting there in my Julio Jones jersey in tears. So. <laughs> <laughs> never Yo, I, like I have a friend of mine who's been an Atlanta Falcons fan for years, and well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to go into our last segment here, which is the Fast Five. We have three NFL games, two NCAA football games. We're going to pick the winner and score. Uh, so, our first one, fellas, is the Seahawks at 49ers. We have two really good NFC West matchups this weekend. So, first one, Seahawks at 49ers. I have 27 24 Seahawks. Coach Murph, who you have? 35, 28, Seahawks. Coach K? I got 28, 17, Seahawks. Coach J? Man, I'm going to have to say Seahawks, too. Probably about the same score, about 28, 24. Yeah, it's the, the 49ers just aren't looking very dynamic at all. I know they've been snake bitten at the running back position, but – you know, that story leaked out. I don't know if y'all saw that story. You know, Tom Brady was hitting up Wes Welker oh, before the yeah. transition to Tampa Bay happened and said, hey, I love to play for San Francisco. And the organization thought that he was just a marginally better than Jimmy Garoppolo at this point in time. Jimmy G can't complete a season. Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady as the quarterback. Right. <laughs> 
how, how do y'all think the team is looking at them after that? Day? It's like, y'all telling me we're going to have Tom Brady? Right. We could have been out here winning Super Bowls. Yeah, that 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 was that was hard. It was a funny story, though. Um, yeah. Uh, second NFC West matchup is Cardinals at Rams. So Rams coming off a big win last week. Um, and, and the Cardinals have been been playing well as well. Uh, so I have pretty close this one, 33-27 Rams. I think Cardinals um, put a bigger of a, a dent than most people think in the Rams defense, uh, but just not enough to, you know, Stafford and that offense is clicking literally on all cylinders. Cardinals yeah. have been up and down, though they've been getting some wins. They struggled against the Jaguars. You know, they, they struggled um, the other week too. Um, with a narrow victory. So I have 33-27 Rams. Uh, Coach Jay, who do you have in this one? Hmm. I'm going to go with the upsetter. I'm going to say the Cardinals win this one. Um, we'll see if D-Hops is 100%. But we saw last week, uh, if he's not there, you still got some weapons to, to pass with. I, I think that – I think there's going to be like – Remember back, it was, I don't know if it was like three seasons ago when the Rams and the Chiefs had this crazy, like almost 100 points total game. Yes. I think we're going to see something like that. So I'm just going to call out some high numbers here. <laughs> I'm going to say 45, 40, 45 for the Cardinals, 43 for Damn. the uh, Rams. Hey, really high game. I, I'm here for it. I'm all here yeah. for it, Coach Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, yeah, yeah. what do you have in this one? I'm going with the upset too, man. I, I, the more that I think about it, the more realistic I think it is. I think it's going to be like 30, <laughs> 35, 33. And the part of the reason why is I'm just picturing them winning last week. And I feel like they're going to be on a Super Bowl kind of like high. Cause I mean, you saw even how Shaman Vey was acting on the sidelines. So <laughs> like, you know, D-Jax finally scoring his first touchdown and then being at home. So it's like a, a lot – I think a lot of emotions are going to be going on. I'm not too worried about the defense because, I mean, Ramsey showed in the past that he could kind of go toe-to-toe with Brady. And, I mean, Aaron Donald is just going to be a monster regardless. But I think the yeah. other players and even the coaches might, you know – bring them the cost themselves okay so how many okay hold on let, let me back how you <laughs> put money on this you gonna bet on this one no because <laughs> <laughs> like it can happen no, either way <laughs> it can happen either way like game look i'm smart about my money i didn't bet on this game at all i'm not even betting on the stats in the game and <laughs> yeah like no nah, that's a that's just the game you just gotta sit and enjoy. <laughs> just watch it, right? You don't need double heart, you know, palpitations. <laughs> All right, Coach K, what you got in this one? You gonna go with the upset too? Uh, I'm going with the Rams. I I don't know. I feel like I I I was going. I don't know. Like I'm I'm not betting against Stanford Stafford right now. I don't want to bet against Stanford either. <laughs> Stafford. Yeah, but I don't know. I I'm I think I'm, I might just be riding the wave, but I'm I'm going with I'm I'm going with the Rams. Riding the high end. No, that's that's good. All right. 
AFC, AFC West matchup. Raiders mm-hmm. at Chargers. And talk about that division just being so crazy right now. Really excited about this game uh, as well. Uh, I'm looking at a 30 to 24 Chargers handing the Raiders their first loss. So, uh, Coach Murph, who do you have in in the Raiders Chargers game? I got 33 28 Raiders. Mm, Okay. Coach K? I got 28. Dang. 28 17. And I was, I'm the Raiders going to take their first loss. I'm going with the Chargers. Nice, nice. Kenny on the same page today. All right, Coach Jay, what you got? I'll, I'll, I'll turn to that page as well in the book. I'm going Chargers as well. I think the AFC, I got you, bro. <laughs> I think the AFC West is going to be tighter than this. Nobody's going to pull away like crazy yet. I think the Chargers are going to go ahead and deliver that first loss to the Raiders, I'd say 34-28. Um, and it's going to come to the end of the season. It's, yeah. This is the NFC West 2.0. I'm waiting for someone to really capitalize on the Raiders' uh, vulnerable defense. You know, the, the Ravens mm-hmm. game, they kind of did, but it was just such a ridiculous game, especially going to mm-hmm. overtime and all that. Big Ben, we talked about him last week. He can't even get the ball downfield. So he couldn't really – he couldn't execute on, on the Raiders' defense. Um, so I, I – but Justin Herbert and, and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, they like, they can. So I, I think that's yeah. – I'm feeling like it's more so because I believe in what the, the Raiders are doing. You know, I don't think this is just some type of fluke. I know they haven't had played the best of competition, but – um, one, I think is going to be a close game. We all do. And two, the Raiders showed show twice this season that they're built for that dog fight on the back end, and hence their two overtime wins. Yeah. And speaking of back ends, if they win, if they win this game, I think they might set themselves up really to be contenders for the playoffs. Um, they'll have the Bears. They'll have the Broncos. Um, both offenses on those teams, I think, are kind of crippled. Yeah. Eagles, sorry, my dude, but crippled. Giants. Apologize. We're not crippled. We just suck. That, hey, that could, that's what <laughs> I'm I feel like that could always change the field. Yeah, yeah. But I think that this, uh, I don't know, this might set them up really well, these next three, four games could possibly be more consecutive wins for them. If they pull off this win, they're way ahead, I'd say. But yeah. I don't see it happening. They might get to 7-0. Oh, yeah, 7-0. Could no, you Raiders. agree? Raiders is 7 and man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take week by week here on the coaches' box. But, no, nah, I think you're right. I think you're right, Coach Jay. They, even if they do drop this one, it makes it easier for them to bounce back with that schedule and, and maybe get to, like, mm-hmm. a 6-1 or something like that, regardless, which is right. still – Excellent position. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the hardest game for me to actually pick this weekend is the NCAA football game. Arkansas at Georgia. So I don't know if y'all remember last week, but you know, somebody brilliantly picked Arkansas <laughs> to pull off the upset. You know, 
So just, just I'm not gonna throw out who that was for those of you that listen. Go ahead, you just know who it is, you know. But anyway, I I want to keep riding the the Arkansas train, but because they have ascended from the basement of mediocrity and, and underperforming uh, to really playing some solid football. Georgia's had some rocky moments this year, and they're beating up on very bad teams or just not, you know, teams that are just not that competitive uh, for, for D1 football. So I went back and forth three times. I kept deleting my picks. Every every, every time I had a number, I'm like, no, nah, nah, it's not going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and stick with my gut. 27-20, Georgia. Ooh. The Arkansas train ends this weekend. Wow. Uh, so, Coach Jay, who do you have in this one? Man, I might be by myself on this. Oh, um, yeah, I think I think that the train has not reached its destination. Uh, I think you got off a little early there, and I, I anticipate that it'll be like you said, kind of a back and forth battle. I think Arkansas is going to probably give Georgia some trouble on their drives, and Georgia's going to have to really rely on their passing game. But I feel like Arkansas is going to pull this off 24-17. I hope you're right, man, because I, I love to see stuff. I love to see teams come out of nowhere and just and just have a, a magical season. I, I really hope you're right. Okay. Coach, uh, Coach K, who do you have? Uh, I believe in dreams getting killed sometimes, so I'm going to go uh, Georgia 24-10. <laughs> Thanks. So morbid. <laughs> Okay, post merch. <laughs> Razorbacks and Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia about to take, hey, man, Georgia about to take this 35-23. 35-23. All right. And to, to finish it off, uh, number 21, Baylor at Oklahoma State. You know, that uh, number 19. So there's only two picks, with, I mean, two, um, you know, rankings between these two teams. I... I'm still I'm looking at a, a fairly high scoring game and a close game. I have 38-35 Oklahoma State. Uh, so Coach Murph, who do you have? Uh, Baylor, Oklahoma State. Uh, I I decided to go with Baylor. Mm. Uh, I feel like this is just going to be one of those upset games. I think that. I don't know. I, I just got this gut feeling that uh, they're going to edge out a, a close win. Uh, and then a similar high game, 38-35. Yeah. If Baylor can make this a physical football game, they definitely have the advantage over Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma State's more of a finesse speed team. So if, if Baylor can make this a physical and we kind of like disrupt that speed momentum that Oklahoma State has, yeah, they might they might have a chance to do this. Uh, Coach K. Baylor. Baylor. What's, what's Baylor. the score you think? 2017. 2017. All right, Coach J, take us home. <laughs> I'm going with an upset again. I am going to say Mm, sorry, I'm making sure I don't do it wrong like I did last time. Okay, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say Baylor. They are ranked uh, 
lower than Oklahoma or higher than Oklahoma. They're ranked 21. Okay. And Oklahoma State is ranked uh, 19. But I think Baylor's going to pull this off. 31-28. Um, this could go either way, though. I've seen projections, just looking it up, seeing both directions. But I do see the constant thing you guys are saying, which is a high-scoring game. Um, it may be a shootout and who scores last wins. You know, maybe first to 30 points wins. Maybe first to 35. But I'm going to go Baylor. So they're going to get 35, so you're like 35, 30 type of game. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. All right, fellas. Thank you for another great episode of the Coach's Box. Thank you all for stepping into the Coach's Box on this episode. So more stuff to come. Uh, again, check out our Instagram page, Cbox Podcast. All Coach Jay, you got a parting thought? I have a parting thought. And that parting thought is Kirk Cousins. Oh. In the fantasy stats, number six. They <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> Coach K left again. Yeah, I left a bit. I should probably edit that out of the recording. You, it, Kirk Cousins is <laughs> not belong on this show, okay? Until he consistently puts up those numbers throughout a season. Let's let's talk about Kirk Cousins week eight, week nine. See what he, if, if he's still doing his thing, then we'll see. Then we'll see. Okay. Okay. We just gonna keep pushing it back once we get to week eight, week nine. Well, let's wait till week thirteen because we just don't know. Nah, because okay. it's not gonna be a factor by then. Like that's what that's what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Stay blessed. Stay safe out there in Arkansas. If you could pull off this upset, I'd be really happy. I, I'm so happy for y'all. I have no stake in Arkansas whatsoever. I. I may know one and a half people in Arkansas, but that's that's about it. That's about it. All right. So yeah. yeah. I forget Arkansas is a state sometimes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So way to stay, you know, get on the map. I, I want y'all to stay there. So all right. Catch y'all next week. Peace. Have a blessed weekend. Stay blessed. Stay safe.